Yoga pants are easy and flexible and perfect for your wardrobe. They're great for a day when you're feeling a little bit off. As a survivor of trauma and abuse and addiction, I teetered on the edge of death for many years. But Jay offered me transformation with gratitude and appreciation. And I mean, he taught me gratitude and appreciation. So can gratitude heal my past traumas and my abuses? Let's test its power on the wreckage of my past and see how gratitude is yoga pants for your mind. So Jay, you taught me the four levels of gratitude, but... Honestly, uh, I don't remember. And I'm really nice to the general public and I'm nice to waiters. So does that mean like being grateful and nice like four times a day? (laughs) Wow. Okay. So does it make sense that some people are more grateful in general than others? Yes. And do you believe that people in general and you specifically can feel the energy behind someone's gratitude. Like, is it a high energy of gratitude or a low energy of gratitude, etc.? Oh, you mean like when someone's like, thanks, or thanks so much, that was so nice. Yeah, and they might even take it further. Like, I sent you a fruit basket and a handmade card or... Yeah, so like we're going to make muffins and make homemade cards for our clients. Yeah, so like this is a deeper level of gratitude than like, oh, thanks, man. Yeah, so it makes sense that... Some people are better at gratitude than others. And also that we can all feel the energy level of other people's gratitude, at least ballpark. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So can you tell the difference between someone who is being grateful and someone who is deeply appreciating something? Yes. Yeah. It's their energy, like you said. Yeah. So when you get free food, Mm -hmm. are you grateful that someone gave you free food or are you deeply appreciating food in general. I am deeply appreciating food in general and that they thought of me and that they gave me a gift and they thought I would like it. Okay. But as a teenager, did you appreciate the gift on that level or were you just (laughs) grateful someone gave you food? Yeah, I was just grateful that I had answered to whatever I wanted in that moment. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. Right. Yeah. So your level of gratitude or your level of appreciation for food has changed over the years. Oh, yes. 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 So then clearly there are levels of gratitude. Yes. When you explain it like that, yes, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I think the energy behind the way you express it, it it matters. It makes it different to let the other person know how you're feeling. Like, is it gratitude versus deep appreciation? Yes. And it's not just about the other person. It's more about letting yourself know, your soul know, your heart know what level of gratitude you're tapping into. Because tapping into gratitude, maybe it's appreciated by others. Maybe they recognize it. Maybe they don't. But it will definitely affect the quality and fabric of your life. Highly grateful people pretty much across the board live a higher quality of life. Well, that's why I like to give you food. So I've never seen anyone show the level of appreciation for a meal. And I finally caught it on camera. So maybe in future editing, you can throw that right here for me. It's just a photo and you're like leaning into the 
into the food, but I know what you're doing. You're not just looking at the food, you're smelling the food, you're thinking about beautiful things, you're feeling grateful, you're saying a prayer. I know we've never talked about it, but I've seen you every meal. We, we spent all our meals together every for five years or four years. I've seen you. And it's that I know when I serve you a meal, it's this deep, serious soul combining I don't I don't know the word I'm looking for like your soul is like pouring out appreciation and love and gratitude all at the same time in just one motion of like yeah and and it's really beautiful thing well thank you I kind of used a cheat code that most people don't want to use for that level of gratitude but being homeless on the streets for years yeah where you're living on scraps and just grateful for a crust of bread or a croissant Right. Kind of makes you <laughs> deeply appreciate any sustenance provided by anyone from anywhere. I know. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, but y- using that for you is wonderful. So for me, it's in the morning. My cheat code is the day that I woke up in the hospital and I pulled the, the breathing tube out of my nose. So that's the same feeling I get every morning when I wake up. Yeah. You probably appreciate mornings more than I do I because do. of that I do. And that's why I have my particular routine in the morning. I'm enjoying the fact that I'm alive. I'm I'm grateful. I'm that same exact soul loving expression of gratitude that I woke up today. Today is an amazing day because I woke up. Yeah, it's, it's perfect. And so most people have had a wound or an injury or some kind of traumatic experience that now makes them hyper grateful in that area of life for whatever. But the thing is, then we don't apply it to everything else. For example, I apply it to food, but maybe I don't apply it to waking up every morning as deeply as I could or would or should. So I can learn from this. Yeah. Um, But maybe for you, some of your teeth issues might be that you don't deeply appreciate what food you get enough. I don't don't know. It's just an idea. So I think using the appreciation and, and the gratitude that I feel in the morning towards my food or towards my my business or towards my family or just in my other areas of my life in general, my health and my body and all this, I think that this is a wonderful thing. I, I have not, we've never had this discussion before and I've never thought about it. And like I spend extra time in the morning saying gratitude because it matters so much to me. So now you're inspired me to do this in other areas in my day. And I don't have to take 30 minutes like I do in the morning. I just have that special feeling in the morning to do that. But I can incorporate a few minutes, at least not complain about the something else I want, but I have this, but I want this, but just be grateful for what I have because I could have nothing. So yeah. And I have had nothing. So I believe it. Yeah. So good. We understand there are levels of gratitude and we've shown how most of us apply a high level of gratitude in one area and then we neglect the other areas or apply a low level of gratitude in many other areas. And so I've broken the levels of gratitude down into four. The first one is contentment. If you're content about something, it's a low level of gratitude. No one's doing cartwheels here. You're not impressing people with your gratitude. You're just peacefully content over there with something. Very low level of gratitude. There is thankfulness or gratitude itself. Thankfulness or gratefulness. When you're 
thankful for something or grateful for something. It's nice. It's good to be thankful. It's good to be grateful. It's definitely better than being content. But there's sort of this aura of neediness in it. Like I couldn't get that and I was desperate for it and I really wanted it and I'm yearning for it and you gave it to me and thank you so much. It's kind of disempowering, right? Mm, like interesting. there's, yeah. it's not the highest level of gratitude. Right. People throw the word thankfulness or gratitude around. Yes, yes. But I don't think they realize exactly how low level of gratitude that actually is. If I'm thankful to a waiter, like, I guess it's better than just being content. Like the waiter brought brought me stuff. I'm like, I'm thankful. I'm thankful. It's slightly, my energy is slightly higher, Mm -hmm. but it's nowhere near. I have a deep abiding appreciation of all service staff everywhere because our world wouldn't run without them and they are the backbone of society and oh my god they make my life heaven because i do not want to do dishes or anything like man these guys are gems gems of the planet and you sir i can't explain this all to you right now but here's a 20 dollar tip like <laughs> yeah, yeah. this is a different level of gratitude and it's way better than thankfulness and so that's the level i call appreciation And I learned some of this from Abraham Hicks. Uh, That's where I first started thinking about it because they make this distinction between gratefulness and appreciation. Mm -hmm. But I added contentment. And the fourth level I also added on my own, which is future appreciation. So this is appreciating things that haven't happened yet. So this is where I need the most uh, practice, actually, what we're about to talk about. This is the superpower. This is the the magic level of gratitude. This is next level gratitude. And how are these four levels like yoga pants? Contentment is like Walmart level yoga pants. Thankfulness or gratitude is like target level yoga pants. Appreciation is like Gymshark level yoga pants. And future appreciation, we're talking Lululemon level here. Oh. Like these are pricey. Oh. This is this is it's like pro. Yeah, this is a good b- stuff. The premium brand everyone talks about. You ladies know. Come on, you you all know those Lululemons. Right. <laughs> okay. And so even when you're in bed in the morning being thankful that you're alive or I'm being served a meal and I'm thankful for the food. Even that is kind of just on the level of appreciation because we're appreciating something that's already here, which is great, but it's not as masterful or as impressive or as impactful as being grateful for or appreciating something we, we don't even have yet. So then how do you do that? Because how can you be grateful for something or even appreciative of something you don't have. Well, I'll get there. That's an advanced part for later in the video after we've got the foundations down. Okay, okay. But it's a very good question. And so, yeah, I, I hope that gets us started. You now understand the four levels of gratitude. And actually, it's a scale. Like there's like a million different levels of gratitude. There's like half contentment and yeah, half thankfulness. Yes. And but for ease of our of this episode, we're just gonna call them four. And I understand because there's always a level. There's always a scale or a spectrum, and and it always everyone thinks things are like black or white. But it's always these like y- you know when you get pencils, you the drawing pencils, and how they're all like these teeny tiny differences. They have different numbers, and one is thicker, and the line is tiny, just like a half an inch thicker, and and so this is what a scale of gratitude or scale of anything really is like so 
Thank you. Okay, so Rise Rebels, I really want to know what you think about these four levels of gratitude. Do they resonate with you? Do you think Jay's full of crap? What? (laughs) I want to know. I I want to hear. If you don't agree, say so. It's okay. We want to know. We're not like other people out there that don't want to hear difference of opinions. We want to know so we can discuss. And as always, you know, let's talk about it in the comments. For those people who are lurking and afraid to say anything, and recently we have had somebody who didn't speak English as their first language, who still left lovely comments. And I really appreciate them. And that meant a lot that they weren't afraid to express themselves and just went ahead and commented on what they were thinking. So the more people who do that, the better. So we can help each other. Let's raise the collective energy together. Yay. Okay, so I've been taught by you and Abraham Hicks to do lists of gratitude. But when do I do these lists of gratitude? And am I writing for 100 million years? Great question. And my response would be, if you wanted to learn to swim or cycle, would you ask these questions? Do you picture a swimmer or a cycler <laughs> asking, well, when when should I practice swimming? And how long should I practice for? No, you don't really ask that. Not really. Not really. You might get the odd person who asks it. Yeah. But when they do, everyone just feels a bit awkward. Everyone gives them the side eye. Like, why are you asking that? Yeah. Why? Why is that? Yeah. Why is there a difference for you? Why are you asking it for gratitude and the (sighs) gratitude list, but you're not asking it on on learning how to swim or cycle? Because with swimming or cycling, I just know I need to practice. I just need to get in the pool and practice. But as why much would as gratitude possible. be any different? Well, because it's not a sport. I don't know. I don't know. It probably because I don't have enough practice. But when you learn to or walk, I've never thought about it. But when you learn to walk and talk, did you ask someone how long do I need to practice this and at what time of the day should I practice? No. So again, why? I don't know. Well, so but it's interesting, right? walking, talking, swimming, cycling. You don't ask any of these questions, but I bring up gratitude and all of a sudden I have questions and I I don't know when to practice and how to practice. So I guess because I haven't done enough. So is it possible? Learned enough. Yeah, but you hadn't done any walking or any talking and you still jumped in. So basically the question is, why are you so willing to jump into these other activities? But with gratitude, you need to do some groundwork first. We need to do some (laughs) research. I guess I need... I want to understand it. So, okay. When I was a kid and I learned to swim, I was like six months old. So I couldn't open books or or learn anything. When I learned how to ride a bike. Oh, you got a bike manual and and started studying it? No. Oh, okay. My best friend, I was eight and my best friend made fun of me because they didn't know how to ride a bike. And so she's like, you can't be lame. I'm going to teach you. And she taught me how to ride a bike. Right. So you can't be lame. I'm going to teach you. Let's do this (laughs) gratitude thing. Okay. Are you going to ask me questions? Okay. Okay. Hold on. I don't want to be lame. Can you teach me uh, about gratitude so I understand it better? I'm saying, but you you brought up a really good question. Yeah. But it's good for a reason you don't expect. Why is this question good? Because it shows something about you or about your attitude towards the gratitude skill. So if you look at anyone on the planet okay, so you who wants to learn something, yeah, okay. I, I can show you two groups. Mm-hmm. One group will dive in and learn it, like walking, talking, swimming, cycling. The other group, We'll need to do a lot of research and groundwork, and they have a bunch of questions, and they they'll any question at all. It could be the simplest I mean, question. That's why we have the podcast because I ask tons of questions. I I know. Yeah. I, all good. I'm not I'm not against this. I'm okay. just pointing out something. Okay. Do you see the difference between these two groups of people? Yeah, one of them just does it, and the other one researches so, so, books and reads. So we're talking Nike level. One of them is just do it. Yes. The other yes. one is 
delay doing it for as long as possible while I fine tooth comb this task and find out exactly how long I should practice for. Okay, this fair gu- enough. This group is already practicing gratitude. They're already doing it. They wouldn't even come to our podcast. Like they'd just be out practicing it. Okay. So yeah. I, I have respect for both groups, but you have to be careful when you're in this group because there's a problem when you're in this group. Yeah, because you can go overboard and just spend all your day reading about it and practicing it and, and researching it and asking questions and not ever just doing it. But you, you do know I do it, right? Yes, and I'm grateful for that. <laughs> So I wasn't just trying to beat around the bush and give you a hard time. I wanted to make it clear that one minute of gratitude practice is better than like a hundred research questions. Oh, okay. So you could skip these research questions, go practice the gratitude, and you would find out the answers. You would know, you would feel it and be like, huh, that feels like enough gratitude for me today. Or you know what? I think I could do that more tomorrow. And you'd, you'd start to know exactly how long to do it. And you'd try it and you'd be like, I don't think the evening's good for me. I'm going to try it at lunch. Like you would get all the answers from a tiny bit of practice. Well, I think a lot of us are overthinkers and over planners. And as you know, I love my binders and I, I love my planning books and stuff. And so sometimes, not always, like you mentioned the swimming and the cycling, but since being an adult and learning these things, I want to make sure that I'm doing them right. And sometimes if I do things that, just because it feels good to me, it doesn't feel like I'm correct because I'm a person that likes to follow the rules and follow the directions. So like if I'm putting something together, I try to do it on my own, but I still read the directions. I got you. So this is why I have an issue. But like you said, I've had in the past before we met, I fell into that category of taking in all the personal development stuff and all the self-help stuff and just reading it and acquiring knowledge, but not applying it to my life. And so sometimes when I'm learning something new like that, I, I can do the same thing. Similar when I was studying marketing, I did something similar too. So I'm glad you you mentioned it because I know there's other people out there like me. And so yeah. we don't want to be like this. We want to, we're here to make change. We're here on the channel for that. So yeah. So do you think nature wants you to research gratitude a whole bunch or no. does nature want you to practice, get some hands-on things and find it what kind of gratitude works for you? And you'll find it like this. Yeah. I think that that's what just like walking and talking. Yeah. Yeah. Gratitude's a pretty natural thing. So the same approach you took to walking and talking is probably going to work for gratitude. I don't think you need a podcast to explain it to you. But all that said, I find that the easiest, gentlest way to get into gratitude is kind of the same way we approach washing yoga pants. (laughs) Okay. You follow the directions, but if there aren't any directions, you just have to do the basics. Like, well, I'll just throw them in the wash or I'll give it a shot or I'll hand wash them or something. Yeah. So my version of the basic washing instructions for gratitude is to do something I call bookend gratitude or bookend thankfulness. Mm -hmm. It's where you bookend your day with a session of gratitude. So you write down three things you're grateful for in the morning and three things you appreciate at night. And that's it. That's where you start. If you feel inspired, you can go longer. A lot of times I'll start out with three and I'll end up with 30 or 300. (laughs) But it takes a handful of seconds to be grateful for three things in the morning and grateful for three things at night. And there are some nuances, different ways to do it or approach it. Some people refuse to write and they only want to do it in their head. I find that to be far less powerful because writing 
takes your gratitude from the abstract mind and intellect and makes it tangible and physical and real. Mm -hmm. And by the end, when you're done, you have a giant list of things, your gratitude, you have a book full. It's very impressive and it it proves something to yourself. But if you want to do it just in your head, I guess you can like, yeah, yeah, some people type it. I do both. So I have place where I I can write and I in the morning I do it in my head and then in the evening time I type it so I do a little bit of both I mean all yeah I love it (laughs) so I hope that gets people started yeah me too so you may be wondering why we tied gratitude into yoga pants and we're gonna get there (laughs) but for me they're super comfy and learning about gratitude has been a way for me to be super comfy in my own life too and so This is part of why we're using this comparison. So Rise Rebels, I want to know how you feel about bookending your gratitude. Do you do gratitude already? Do you have a practice? If you do, if it's different than ours, or even if it's the same, I'd love to hear about it in the comments. I'd love to know what you think about bookending your day with it. So the bookending of the gratitude works for me. And it's something that I've been doing for a really long time. And it just makes me feel more comfy in my day. And we have a great practice where we raise our energy in the morning and we talk about what a great day it's going to be. And it's awesome. And at the end of the day, I'm always like, and I was right. We had a great day. It was awesome. And so this is part of my gratitude as well. So thank you so much. I can't wait to hear what you guys uh, are thinking. So Jay, you taught me appreciation and we talked about the in the first section of how appreciation is like that deep level of gratitude that most people don't talk about. But sometimes I get like bored <laughs> of the same, like I feel like I'm appreciating like on that deep level kind of the same things that I'm kind of appreciating it over and over again. So what's up with that? Another good question. And let me just ask you, would you get bored of wearing the same exact yoga pants every single day for the rest of your life? I mean, if they were comfy Lululemons, yes, I would. (laughs) Yes. No. (laughs) This only works if you answer honestly. Okay. If I wore the same pants every day, I get bored. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Right. And that makes sense. So the same with gratitude. Right. Okay. Would you get bored if you cycled the same route every single day for the rest of your life? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Same with gratitude. This is why there's four levels of gratitude. So we can practice different levels of appreciation. It's also why there's so many topics under the sun to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. that technically you should never be bored. Like you can never get bored. There's always something else to appreciate. There's always something new to appreciate. There's always something different to appreciate. Or if you're going to appreciate the same thing, you can appreciate it in a different way on a different level to a different degree with a different nuance. Like the amount of variety available is jaw dropping, mind blowing. Right. So the only reason anyone would be bored of the gratitude practice is like they haven't applied any effort or been creative in any (laughs) way or brainstormed a single different approach or tried anything new because you couldn't have more options. It's like going to the world's biggest buffet, staring at it and being like, I guess I can only have SpaghettiOs. Okay. What? I think sometimes we get in like a, a groove and then after we get into that groove, it slowly without us noticing becomes our comfort zone. Exactly. 
And so then you walk into the buffet and you just comfortably slide up to the SpaghettiOs and don't even notice the other options. Yeah. And, and then you're like, oh, SpaghettiOs. Great. That's what I wanted, At, which are repulsive, by the way. But but that's what you eat because you're in the groove of that comfort zone and you forget and you don't realize because it's so easy to slide into that comfort zone. Yeah. And whatever the case, for whatever the reason, your job here on earth is to make sure you don't get bored. Like if you're bored, do something about it. If your child is bored, what do you tell them? Oh, I have a million things for them to do. Sure. But you won't accept it. You won't tolerate the boredom. No, No. we live on planet earth. We live in like a first world nation. We have all the things. We have a giant cornucopia of stuff, a plethora of stuff you can choose from and do. Use your brain. Don't give me this whiny, I'm bored stuff. That doesn't fly in my house. Well, it's the same for gratitude. You can be grateful for everything under the sun to any degree, to any level, with any nuance, with any variation. There's countless things to be grateful for. We don't accept I'm bored and I'm stuck in a rut and I'm in my comfort zone. No, you're just lazy and you haven't applied yourself like a whiny child who's like, oh, I'm bored. Right. So no offense, but no, okay. But it's your job and my job to make sure that our gratitude stays fresh yeah. and healthy and alive, not bland and by rote and in a comfort zone, right? right? You have the buffet in front of you, the world's buffet, anything to be grateful for on the planet. If you slide up to SpaghettiOs every time, that's not on anyone else but you. Fair play fair play. And I think this is a helpful reminder of not getting into that comfort zone, even when it comes to things that feel good, because gratitude feels great. It feels great to be appreciative. It feels great to like really notice what you have. Yeah, I do this for everything about it. Yeah, I I do this for everything. You will never catch me getting into the comfort zone of anything. If I'm eating the same food every day, I'll I'll just randomly change it. If I'm making love the same way every day, I'll randomly change it. If I'm playing the same champion league, I'll just randomly change it. If I'm playing league too much, I'll randomly drop it. I, I literally will just change things to make sure I'm never stuck in a rut or a comfort zone or a groove because comfort zone equals death. Yeah, agreed. And and it's like I was saying it, it's really easy to slip into the comfort zone when we like whatever it is that we're doing, especially because it feels good. But even when we're improving and having growth, because this is what appreciation does, it helps us grow, it helps us be happy, it helps us feel good. So even though that's like improving ourselves, sometimes we forget that those things also can lead to comfort zone stuff because I don't think a lot of people talk about that there's not I haven't heard any like any gurus talking about yeah I can do an episode that. on it yeah so make sure that whatever it is that you're doing in your daily that you're not sliding into your groove into your comfort zone it's good to to be in a groove but but be aware of how is that groove turning into a comfort zone? Should I change it up? Should I have some variety? And like you said, you love variety and you will change it up. Even when we were at our poorest and we were eating ramen, I made sure to change it up. Like, okay, today we're going to have plain ramen and tomorrow we're going to have ramen with eggs and the next day we're going to have, you know, broccoli or whatever. I did my best to make sure that we weren't in a comfort zone, even with something as simple as ramen. Yeah, and I appreciate it and you were good at it. We just have to make sure we apply that to other things. Like, do you do that with your gratitude? And if not, maybe we should start. Yeah, and even I even did it with my yoga pants, to be honest. I bought a ton of LuLaRoe, LuLaRoe when they were big. I don't like 30 pairs of them, but I always wore the same two over and over. <laughs> they were the most comfortable. And so I wore them over and over. But that was my comfort zone and I didn't expand my wardrobe. So 
come on, ladies, let's expand, expand our wardrobe a little bit here. <laughs> Your gratitude wardrobe. Your gratitude wardrobe. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you. A great example. And with gratitude, it's kind of like going to a gratitude gym with different pairs of leggings, right? It's a different experience. They feel different, different texture, different experience, and it keeps it fresh. And it motivates you to go to the gym more if you don't have the exact same pair every single time for the rest of your days. And it will motivate you to do gratitude more if you mix it up, if you be grateful for different things or aim to hit a deeper level or whatever, right? Change your gratitude wardrobe. So good point. Thank you. It will strengthen your gratitude muscles. Yeah. Could you maybe give us a little example of how you do it personally in your with your own gratitude? Sure. So I'm super grateful for our podcast and I'm super grateful for our podcast listeners, but I'm also grateful for YouTube, which gives us a platform. And I'm also grateful for Yahoo, which inspired Google, who bought YouTube. And I'm also grateful for Tim Berners-Lee or the inventor of the internet who came before Yahoo. And I'm also grateful for the bulletin board systems or the BBS systems that existed when we had old 2400 baud modems and there was no internet. (laughs) And I'm also grateful for Alexander Graham Bell and the invention of the phone lines that allowed modems to exist. And I'm also grateful for back, 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 further, 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 right? I'm grateful for the industrial revolution and I'm grateful for caveman times because without them inventing fire and the wheel, we wouldn't have gotten to these technological advances. And I'm also grateful for the computer that we use and the microphone we use, like Samsung Q2U and the little like dollar store light you have to... And I forgot to plug in again and it's looking at us... With no light. Yeah. Well, if we were grateful for it. I am so grateful for this light that I forgot to plug in. I'll remember next time. I will definitely remember next time. And I am beyond grateful for this beautiful little light that just changed the lighting of my entire video. But I am so grateful for it. Exactly. And I'm grateful that you forgot because it gave us an opportunity to appreciate this on a deeper level and to cement it in our minds and to remember next time or maybe add it to a checklist. Maybe it's inspired us to have a podcast filming checklist Mm -hmm. and make sure we have everything checked off. So it's improved our system. And so you see, I was able to get quite a variety of appreciation on different levels with different degree and different nuance, all from the tiniest little thing. I started just appreciating our podcast. And so I don't know how often you appreciate Alexander Graham Bell. I don't know how often you appreciate the inventor of the internet or the World Wide Web. And and so that was an example of us flexing our gratitude muscles and trying it on something new and not just going for SpaghettiOs or I'm grateful I have a house and I'm grateful I have food. Like Yeah. So yeah, I love that how you do that. We had a client once who was trying to win the lottery and he we helped him win the lottery we helped him win the lottery yes we did and we helped him win a lot of money actually and one of the things we taught him was this level of gratitude to be grateful for the the woman at the store who sold him the ticket the person who built the till that uh, that rang up the cash register that rang up the money yeah. the person at the bank who counted out the money and in cashes checks and blah 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 and on and on and this was a really deep level of appreciation that I've carried with me since that client. That client is gone now and we're no longer working with him, but he did really well and he did really big. And I have that lesson 
from that experience with them. And that level of appreciation takes you to a whole nother level in your life. And it takes you to another level of happiness. And you really start to appreciate the smaller things in life. So when people say like, appreciate the small things, the way to get there naturally and smoothly, I think is with this practice that you that you just taught. So thank you. Yeah. And why wouldn't you be? It's a big wide world out there. And all of those things took work to make. Someone built those. Someone invented those. Someone made sure that they're here today for you to use. Mm -hmm. Someone made sure they last long enough for you to get there and they don't fall apart. So like a million things went into that. So why wouldn't you be grateful for them? Well, I am grateful for you. And I am also grateful for our book, Eyes Wide Open, Volume (laughs) 1. This is the world's first self-help coffee table book. And you can get yours for free as a PDF. The link is in the description. But I'm also grateful for page number four. Did you know Bonnie stores traumas both big and small? That's a good one. Do you know why I'm grateful for this though? Because I had to learn that my body stored trauma and I didn't even know that. We even did a whole episode. So I'll make sure to link that in right now about storing body and the trauma in the body. And one of the things that I learned during that was actually being great grateful for the trauma in my life and being grateful for the trauma stuck in my body so that I can remove it. And you go on to say society has trained most people to live in our head continuously seeking intellectual solutions. And while part of that is true, like what we do on the podcast, the other part is right now you're teaching us gratitude to get out of our head. And it's because when you do practice proper gratitude, you feel it in your body. So that's just a snippet from our awesome book. All the beautiful artwork in the book, Jay has done himself. He's a wonderful, talented human being, and he can help you change your life the way he helped me change mine. He helped me lose weight. He helped me love myself. He helped me become the amazing, wonderful podcaster you see before you today. And if you want to learn more about that and you want to have his help with your specific questions or problems or whatever, email me and I'm happy to set it up because I'd like to share my man. (laughs) Before we get to the next question, How about you give me a list of some things you appreciate? Oh, well, I appreciate our home. I appreciate breathing. I appreciate you. I appreciate my kids and our wonderful audience. So, Jay- Wait, 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 wait. Hold up, hold up. I got a better next question because everything you just listed was in the present. What about appreciating future stuff? We we mentioned it a little bit in the beginning, but I noticed there was nothing on your list. I mean- Yeah, but I'm still appreciative of those things. So I know you said like the future stuff is like the big guns, but I didn't didn't think of it. (laughs) Well, and this is this is what happens to most people. They never get to this level of gratitude, the future appreciation level of gratitude, because they're so focused on the stuff I have, the stuff I've already gotten. Right. But when you go shopping for yoga pants, Mm -hmm. aren't you anticipating getting them? Aren't you appreciating their existence? Aren't you grateful for the shopping experience? Aren't you sort of grateful on the way? Like 
before they've ever arrived anywhere. They could go out of business tomorrow. They could get lost in shipping, but you're feeling grateful though. You have this little energy <laughs> of appreciation yeah. for the yoga pants when they're just pixels on the screen. True. So isn't that one example of you having future appreciation, you appreciating something that is not here yet? Okay. Yeah. When I order stuff from Amazon or whatever, and, and I know it's coming and I have a package coming for me like I do now, it feels really nice and it feels good and it feels exciting and I'm and, grateful. And you appreciate that someone made that thing. Yes. You appreciate that someone is willing to ship it to you. You appreciate that you were able to click a button and order it. Yes. You appreciate so many aspects of this thing despite it not being here you not having it and anything could happen between then and now that prevents it all right fair play but yeah. your appreciation is there yeah okay so people clearly can have future appreciation they can appreciate future items that have not occurred yet future events that have not happened yet true very okay. true okay and you want to see a really good example of it talk to any mother oh yeah conception yes first day of the fetus or whatever and well, what are they doing the moment we find out like we're grateful and we're appreciating and we are planning and we are preparing and, i mean a few people uh, have some i mean other okay. attitudes but i'm talking about moms but who 90 excited about being moms a yes. huge percentage of moms yeah are already appreciating mm -hmm. they're appreciating the fact that they had a man to create this with they're appreciating mm -hmm. that their family's coming they're appreciating a new stage of their life they're appreciating that their body can do this they're appreciating yes. that they can nurture a child they're appreciating that all the future experiences they're going to have with that child yes. it's like but none of this has occurred and i'll and even go a little further some people have miscarriages like I'm going to go a step further. And some moms are imagine when their child says, I love you the first time, which is like years down yeah, yeah. the line. Some of them yeah. are imagining the brothers and sisters they're yes. going to be playing with. Yes. And like, oh, this is so awesome. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you're appreciating crazy whacked out shit that hasn't <laughs> happened yet, right? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And yeah. may not happen. Great example. Yes, you're right. You're right. So people can do this. It's, it's done sometimes, but it's not done very often and it's not done very consciously. And it takes a certain level of gratitude muscles to pull this off. Yes. But if you can do it, it's how you manifest and create really great experiences in your life. A mom who's appreciating that much generally has a smooth pregnancy, like a smooth birth. Yes. Yeah. By and large. By and large, yes. And someone who's appreciating yoga pants that much when they order generally has a bump-free shipping process. Like they generally get their yoga pants. Yeah. Yes. When you order something online, it tends to come fairly quickly. It does. But it I'll does. show you someone else who's complaining about the economy and online scammers and whatever, and, and they won't. They won't have a smooth experience because yeah, they don't and, have the future gratitude. Yes. And similar to moms, I'm not saying that uh, all moms in this case, like when you're pregnant and we overthink and we become obsessive and we become anxious, this tends to lead to a more difficult pregnancy. Not always. I know there's exceptions. We're not talking about no, exceptions. No, but it's food for thought and it's but something it to experiment with yes. and maybe you should pay attention to it. And yes. if you can give yourself any chance of a smooth birth, maybe you should probably do it. Like right. if gratitude plays a possible role, <laughs> yes. like I would think you would explore that. Right. Yes. Yes. So... So we understand that future appreciation or appreciation of unmanifested experiences is a thing. Mm -hmm. And we understand it's a thing many people do once in a while. But do you ever notice people applying this future appreciation to the wealth that they don't have yet or the husband that hasn't arrived yet or the healing that has yet to occur? No. Okay, but no. I do. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, this makes a lot of sense. So, And any anyone who's pro at gratitude, any gratitude master will do this. And this is what you'll find from most successful gurus or celebrities. Like they're anticipating their success and they're thankful that it happened already. Even, even less than pleasant people, right? Like Trump will talk about his projects as if they're already done. Yes. He'll thank the voters in advance. <laughs> yes. Like, it's a juggernaut. It's huge. That's why he's, I was just going to say that. That's why he says, it's huge. It's huge. This is his way of being appreciative of and he the is. future thought. In his heart and his mind, he is yes. appreciating things that haven't happened yet. Yes. And then he, they come to be. And yes. same with moms who are appreciating the birth that hasn't happened yet. And it comes to be. Right. Same to you appreciating the yoga pants you ordered online. And then they come to be. And even as far back as biblical times, Jesus was preaching this. Prayer with an attitude of thankfulness. Prayer with an attitude of gratefulness. A prayer to him was just appreciating something we want to happen that God will eventually deliver if we have an attitude of thankfulness, right? It shows faith that you believe it's going to happen. It shows that you assume it's already happened. It shows that you're already in a state of gratitude for this. This is how you make things happen. Like gratitude is one of the most powerful modes of performance your mind and heart and soul can be in. If you are in a state of gratitude, you are in the zone. You are ready to create life. And I don't just mean children. I mean, create any experience yes. you want. Agreed. And that's what the Bible was teaching. Pray in an attitude of gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. And so imagine if you already had an attitude of gratitude about your massive food options. Instead of complaining, you were like, I am so grateful the earth has this many foodstuffs. I'm, I'm even grateful for GMOs and stuff. I'm grateful for <laughs> processed foods. I'm grateful they all exist. I'm grateful for junk food and fast food. I'm so grateful some people can eat them. And even if I'm not yet, I'm just grateful it exists. And I'm grateful for the version of me that will be eating it. I'm grateful for the new me that's already eating it. I'm grateful that I can taste it already. I'm salivating already. I feel it. My body and my mind are in the zone of appreciation. I'm so glad so many chefs and culinary artists like made this happen and came to be and, and created this. I'm grateful for organic places. I'm grateful for fresh places. I'm grateful for vegan places. I'm grateful for carnivore places. Man, I am so grateful. I'm grateful that I have food in my fridge. I'm grateful when my fridge gets empty because it's a chance for me to go fill it again with new foods. I love it. I love all the research I can do. I love that all the recipes on Reddit or on internet. I just love it all. I love that my tooth issues have pushed me into new foods that I wouldn't have explored before, like sourdough or xylitol. I love that I'm learning new things. I love that I can write an article about food. I love that I can teach people new food. I am so appreciative of this. This is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. I am so grateful for the new version of me that has total food freedom and is consuming and digesting everything flawlessly. That's future gratitude. And that is how you raise your energy about gratitude or anything really. That was amazing. Wonderful. Thank you for that example. That's really good. I'm saying, and I can do that on any topic for I anything. Know. And there's probably some that I should be doing it on, you know, like it's easy to get complacent or forget to do it. Like maybe I need to do it on my uh, wealth, like the wealth I don't, I don't have yet, but actually I do have in a future version of me and I'm already grateful for it. Like, or maybe I need to do it for like my home environment or our studio environment or something. Like, have I showed enough gratitude for my new future studio that's waiting for me and it's on its way like coming from Amazon or whatever. Mm -hmm. This is a vibe, right? Same with the pregnancy vibe. I'm grateful for the thing that has yet to be, but I'm acting as if it's already done. 
right? This is what moms do. They act as if it's already done. Child's on the way. Let me invest in the crib. Let me get all the stuff. So yeah, that's an introduction to future gratitude, future appreciation. And it's one of the top tier levels of appreciation that you can have. And it's one of the best ways to create a wonderful life. I love it. Thank you. So Rise Rebels, what about you? What did you think about Jay's rampage of future gratitude? Is that something that you do? Is it something that you'd like to do? Want to learn how? I'd love to hear your comments and your thoughts about this so we can help other people together get really good at this because that what he just did is a complete game changer. That's what I do in the mornings and all my days pretty much are amazing. I might have a blip or two here throughout the day, but generally my days are amazing because of that. And so if you're not doing it, I highly suggest and recommend that you try it out and let us know, please. So I feel like I understand gratitude and appreciation on a way deeper level than I did before, but I'm not sure how I can appreciate the bullshit stuff that I mentioned in the beginning, the bullying, the trauma, the addiction, all those horrible things in my past. How can I be appreciative of those things that feel so bad? Oh, that's a good question. That might be even a higher level of gratitude than future appreciation. That might be the fifth level of gratitude that you've just hit on. Okay. And I know you brought it up right in the intro and we're supposed to get to it. So yeah, let's do it. Okay. First, let me ask, what are you more grateful for? A closet with no pants at all or a closet that has some some options? Yoga pants with holes in them, yoga pants that don't quite fit, but at least you have some. Yeah, I'd rather have some that don't quite fit or with holes than not having any. Okay, but aren't yoga pants with holes in them or yoga pants that don't fit kind of the shitty (laughs) bullshit you talked about? Yeah. Oh, but all of a sudden you're able to appreciate the holes (laughs) and the awkward fit? (laughs) Okay, yeah, you're you're making your point. I, I, I got you. All right. Fair enough. So one way to appreciate bullshit that happens is to imagine something worse. As soon as you imagine something worse, you're like, I, I'm grateful for what I have. Yes. Even if it's shit. Yes. Okay. Fair play. So that's one. Now, if someone gifts you a pair of yoga pants, but they're from a non-sustainable slave labor brand you hate, do you have the option of being thankful for their kindness and their willingness to be generous? Yes. And do you also have the option to focus on the negatives of that gift and throw it back in their face and get mad about it and start a protest online or whatever? Yes, I could. So what does this mean about bullshit that is served up to you in life? That means there's always a way to be grateful and appreciative of that yes yeah pretty much the more succinct form of that is that every iota of the universe has positive aspects and negative aspects in it mm-hmm. i could give someone charity and they could be grateful for the charity or they could be insulted you don't think i can do for myself you don't think i can do on my own i don't want this right <laughs> yes yeah or i could murder someone's pet not to be dark oh my goodness yeah And they could be miserable about it or they could see it as a positive. Now I don't have to pay so much money and I really needed the break on my finances and it gives me a chance to get settled and then find a new pet. And it gives me a chance to adopt from a shelter where they're about to put down another pet and I wouldn't have been able to rescue that one otherwise. Like it's, you see what I'm saying? It's, there's always something to be grateful for and see the positive of no matter how crappy it is you're saying. I mean, because if someone murders your pet, that's pretty, pretty crappy. But then 
like you just said, well, I can save another pet from being killed at the shelter or I can... Yeah, one life got taken, yeah. you saved another. Yeah. And you wouldn't have been able to. Right. And so that's a really good example, by the way. Thank you. Because even though it started out a little dark and I wasn't sure, but but it makes a lot of sense to, to find the positive about the BS that's happening in your life. There's always something positive. Yeah, the pandemic was brutal, but people started seeing some positives halfway through. Hey, I get to be with my family. Hey, I get a break from the crazy rat race. Hey, our highways aren't so congested anymore. I I can drive where I want now. Like, yeah, they learned to appreciate toilet paper. Right. And vice versa. Like I showed you with the charity, you can just take something that's beautiful and find the shit in it anytime you want. Yeah. So yeah. we have a whole episode about spinning thoughts positive or spinning them negative. Yes. When, an, when an event happens to you, you get to choose whether you see one side of it or the other side. That's the beauty of being human. Yeah. So, so at the beginning of this question, I showed you how you can just imagine something worse and bam, you're mm-hmm. off appreciating the bullshit that you currently have. Right. Uh, I also showed you how you can focus on the positive side of any bullshit life serves up to you. But it's a skill and it takes practice. And most people are comfortable and familiar with and used to seeing the negative side of things, of everything. If you were to examine their thoughts, if you had a little meter or a magnifying glass or a scope or something that could examine their thoughts and their attitudes in their heart about almost anything that happens in their day, they would see the negative side of it. And then they wonder why they have a negative life and they have very little to be grateful for. And they look around and they see nothing to be grateful for. It's like, yeah, how could you see anything to be grateful for? You're focused on the negative side of everything that's happening. True. I've been there. True. It Same. made me homeless and yeah. broke and abandoned and alone and betrayed and evicted and jailed and robbed, depressed and suicidal. All I could see was the negatives everywhere. Now I flipped. Now I practiced the opposite. Now I got the hang of it and I can see the positives in everything. I've been both sides. You can too. Literally, I mention any annoyance or one little anything and you're like, yeah, but blah, blah, blah. And you're positive and positive and positive. And I'm, sometimes I'm like, oh, <laughs> But it's a wonderful thing because I need that balance because I have to remember that even in that moment that, uh, oh, I stubbed my toe, what's the positive about it? Well, I need to pay more attention to what I'm doing, be more focused, get out of my head, uh, you know, stop focusing on the to-do list and, and focus on where you're walking. It gets you to slow down in life. Yes. and Take a breath. And a lot of people don't like that. I don't want to slow down. But you only have you one to. life. Yeah, it's healthy to slow down. You weren't meant to live on 300 RPMs nonstop. No, you weren't. And and we all need to slow down at some point and focus. Focus is really important. You're working on focusing right now. Anyway, thank you so much. This is so super helpful. But I feel like this last one, number five, being appreciative of the, the bullshit in our lives. I feel like that's like kind of an advanced level. It's the game changer. It's yeah. the holy grail. Right? That's the high level of gratitude. Yeah. When you can be grateful for the homelessness or the heroin addiction or the stubbing the toe or the loss of the family member or the fight or the rift or the disharmony, when you can be grateful for that bullshit and you can see the positive in it, that's where you really have control of life. Someone who can do that, they can be happy all the time. They can navigate life with ease. They have grace under pressure. They are never stressed. Nothing phases them. Nothing ruffles their feathers. They are in the zone at all all times. They are seeing the positive every time and it feels great to them and they can manifest a great life. And the only people in a noise are people who lean negative. Yeah. Yeah. I once made Mel Robbins really mad <laughs> in a comment. Because she was probably leaning negative on that topic. She was. It was about how we all attract 
experiences, whether they're good or bad, it doesn't matter. We attract them. And she was saying how she didn't attract abuse. And I guess she she had abuse when she was a child. And, and I was like, I also was abused as a child. And a lot of people don't want to be grateful for stuff like that. Um, and it's because... Then be miserable the whole she, time. I don't care. But she was living in the, in a negative, not to call her out or anything, but she was living in, in a negative headspace if you can't be find positivity in everything. And I know some people are like, oh, I can't feel positive and grateful for abuse. for my abuse and my trauma. But to the, the trick is the secret to this, this is why it's it's like next level is because you have to find a way to find po- like gratitude for those things. Yeah, but I showed you how there's positive things in every iota of the universe. Of you could throw any situation at me and I could find the bullshit in it. Mm-hmm. Even the best, most amazing thing that ever happened. Like, I just won the lottery. I'm like, well, you know, I don't know, man. I hear that makes people complacent. Uh, Most people lose it anyways. And people are going to want your stuff. And you won't know who your true friends are anymore. That You'll never separate people who want your money from people who really like you. You're fucked, man. That's a terrible thing. Like, bam, I just found the negative in something awesome. But I can do the, the reverse, too. Yes. So I could have said all day long, I didn't attract homelessness. I didn't attract eviction. I didn't attract betrayal. I didn't attract depression. I didn't attract suicidal ideations, but I I did attract it. And there's positives in all of those things. And I can find them. I can find the positives. When I talk to people, some of them are like, my abuse and my past and my trauma made me stronger. And some of them are, my abuse and my past crippled me and I'll never be the same. And I'm just waiting to die. And I'm like, well, Like, it's it's definitely it's definitely perspective and take your pick yeah and so as somebody who has been abused as a child and later as a teenager and a young adult the positives and I'm super grateful it happened it made me more aware of my surroundings it made me learn how to protect myself it made me learn how to find my voice and speak up how to spot a good man it it helped me find spot a good man like all of those, like, I would never wish that on anyone, of course. Same. But but if it happens. Yeah. If it happens, there's got to be a way to find the gratitude and the positivity in that thing. That doesn't mean you're positive and you're happy. Ooh, it happened. No. no it's not toxic positivity no, bullshit. No, no. Feel the pain yes. and then find gratitude anyway. Yes. Yes. And I'm so grateful because the number one thing I learned out of all the trauma And I'm super grateful because those lessons, all that stuff that happened to me taught me to love myself and that I am amazing and awesome as I am. And that person, those people that hurt me do do not have the power over me to control who I am and what I do. And I'm so, so grateful for that. And even more, I'm grateful for you because you taught me all of this stuff and how to be more grateful in general. So thank you. I, I really appreciate you. I'm appreciative of, of the lessons today, the podcast, everything you've taught me. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate you too. Yay. Okay. So do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share with our wonderful audience? Yes. Deep appreciation, future appreciation, and appreciation of life's bullshit is one of the most powerful modes you can put yourself in. It is a life-changing, elevating, uplifting, creative mode. And just like yoga pants, it is flexible and comfortable and versatile and sturdy and it takes whatever assets you have and packages them up nice. It looks good on you. 
People love a grateful person. The world is magnetized and attracted to an appreciative soul. But most people's gratitude muscles are weak and underused. It's just a fact. Most people don't practice gratitude like it matters, but it does. They're not passionate about it. They're not consistent with it. They don't make time for it. They don't prioritize it. And they get a life that matches that. If you live a minimally grateful life, you will experience a minimally abundant life. But if you buckle down and practice this and apply it, I'm telling you, you will be blown away by the prosperity and thriving that you usher into your life. But it has to be sincere. It has to be real. You have to practice it like it matters. You can't give up at the first sign of trouble. You can't try it a couple times and then move on. You have to make this part of your life. Just like anything great in life. You don't get awesomeness if you exercise once or twice. You don't get awesomeness if you serve one or two customers. You don't get awesomeness if you eat one or two healthy things. You need to be consistent with the important things in life and make them count. And that includes gratitude. As usual, the choice is yours. And I believe you're going to choose wisely. And that's why our book and this podcast are called Eyes Wide Open. And today, now you know how gratitude is like yoga pants. But then you also know that the last one we did, that number five is like next level, epic gratitude and an advanced move. So to help you out, watch this video here to learn five happiness hacks to help you be happy in a shitty world. Keep rising.